Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We're continuing our study now in 1 Thessalonians, actually today looking at verses 1 through 4, chapter 1, contagious faith, contagious love, and contagious hope. The more real we are, the more contagious we become. How did the faith, love, and hope of these young Thessalonians impact their world? The gospel transforms people. In just three weeks, God used Paul, Silas, and Timothy, get this, to impact real people in a real city who struggle with real problems, just like we do today. They had just been literally kicked out of the city of Philippi after being beaten and thrown into prison for sharing the gospel. Their harsh treatment only seemed to encourage and embolden them to keep preaching God's good news of salvation to those who would listen. Paul was strategic. He was smart. Just about 400 years before Paul started his missionary endeavors, Alexander the Great sought to conquer the known world, starting in the exact same place. He built the city of Philippi and named it after his father, Philip. He established the city of Thessalonica, naming it after his half-sister. It was the center of civilization and with multiple highways and seaports was the perfect place to begin a campaign to conquer the known world. Paul, wanting the precious gospel to impact the entire world, started in the same strategic place. Once people heard the gospel, repented of their sins, and trusted Christ as their Messiah, Savior, and Lord, the gospel continued to spread. It only takes a few individuals passionate about their newfound relationship with Christ to begin inviting their unsafe family and friends to Christ. Can you imagine the impact God would have on your friends as you invite them to church? Bible studies, camp, and special events where the gospel is taught. Invest in lives and watch God work. Paul and his two friends were thankful guys. Every time they would stop and pray for the young believers in Thessalonica, they would thank God for three things, three blessings, three obvious signs that God had truly begun a work of salvation in the hearts of these new converts. They thank God for their unselfish work of faith. They thank God for their unceasing labor of love. And they thank God for their unending patience of hope. In today's world, if you find someone with a strong work ethic who is also patient, you've, you've just struck gold. Patiently doing what we need to do, whether we feel like it or not, is a sign of spiritual maturity. The Bible word for work in its simplistic form is just doing something. It strives to accomplish something, to get things done. Those with a biblical work ethic do not understand laziness and cannot even spell apathy. A mature work ethic does not waste time, it invests time. Even though the words work and labor seem to overlap in meaning, work includes the drive or exertion needed to accomplish the task, while labor expresses the fatigue and the weariness and the exhaustion experienced from doing the task. Those who labor are willing to do whatever it takes to accomplish the task using every drop of energy they have. Now, add patience, the inward strength to withstand all kinds of stress, to simply accomplish God's best, to work and to labor, and you will see God's Spirit enabling God's servants to do whatever God wants them to do. What motivates this kind of intense spiritual work ethic? What gets these guys up in the morning to patiently work until they are weary? Answer, faith, love, and hope. Paul personally thanked each individual saying, thank you for your diligent work resulting from faith. Thank you for your tireless exertion motivated by love. Thank you for your patient endurance prompted by hope. Now, the work of faith is complete trust. 
Faith is believing that God is all that he says he is. Faith is being confident that God's word is truth. Hebrews 11 lists the many accomplishments or works that normal, ordinary people did by faith. By faith, we believe that God spoke this entire universe into existence. By faith, Abel worshiped. By faith, Enoch was caught up by God into heaven. By faith, Noah built an ark. And by faith, Abraham obeyed God by leaving his home and family to start a new nation. They all knew that without faith, it was impossible to please God. For everyone who comes to God must believe that God is everything he says he is and will do everything he promises to do. God promised to send Jesus, our Savior, to earth, and he did. God promises to send Jesus, our Messiah and King, back to earth, and he will. Your implicit faith and trust in our wonderful God will motivate and inspire you to patiently work and labor for your Lord. Labor of love is compassionate care. Love wants what is best for the loved one and is willing to do whatever is possible to accomplish it. Love gives and gives, labors and labors, without desiring anything in return. It takes a ton of endurance to keep loving when those loved ignore, overlook, or even scorn such love. Love labor is very different than earning money labor. Love labor is willing to withstand all kinds of stress, rejection, loneliness, and misunderstandings. It just keeps loving even when the objects of love keep hating. Love cares. And then patience of hope is confident expectation. It knows and trusts that everything that God has promised will be. These young Christians live with the hope of Jesus' soon return to earth. It was a real hope based on a real faith and love. Therefore, they lived in the light of the Lord's return every single day. We need to do the same. Paul was thankful for these young believers because of three things, faith, love, and hope. I trust that you would feel right at home with his young Christian friends in Thessalonica. Hey, our time's up, but I hope that uh, you enjoyed our study today. And today is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope that you have a good day.